You think that he thought you stole her wallet? She wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, was she? Yes, she was. Welcome to another episode of Geek Chew. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And our intro music is by my brother Ryan. And we were just talking about the weather. So that's where we're at in Florida. <laughs> it's also quite breezy out. And um, I don't know. Several people are worried about the hurricane. Is there a hurricane? We are Did not. you just check it? Yeah. I mean, there is a hurricane. I was just wondering where it is and like what its path is. I don't even. There's just been so many. I kind of am like. Eh. Yeah. Seems like it's passing over the keys right now. Oh, or it's passing far away. by the keys, but it's supposed to go out into the bay and then hook a right back towards us. So lots of lots uh, of reasons for concern. <laughs> maybe we should start over. That was so boring. Wow. Just well, we're not gonna. How about that? <laughs> oh, yeah, so gosh. we're back. Yes. It took us a long time. Uh after a good run of at least every other week. It's probably been four weeks. It might be four we, now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We had a lot going on. We were very busy. It has been very busy now that you're back to work. Yeah. Well, we had to keep Jake home from school, quarantining him, even though he didn't get sick. He was in direct contact with one of his teachers who was tested positive for. Yeah. Well, with a teacher, maybe not one of his teachers. (laughs) Sure. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like his teachers are the teachers he comes in contact with. So. Or PE. Okay. (laughs) Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, I also had to study for my project manager professional certification exam, which was terrible. Yeah, I passed. That was brutal. 200 questions. Took me three hours. That was on Halloween. Halloween night, which, by the way, worst night to try to take an exam at home with dogs because no other night of the year do so many people walk by the house. Or walk up to the door. Our dogs are not calm about people coming by the door so they freaked out every 10 or 15 minutes or so so yeah i mean at least it's not a heavily trafficked i mean i think a lot of people maybe didn't do the trick-or-treating thing i guess i mean when i drove through the neighborhood i don't know what did i i did something that night and then i came back oh i took courtney oh jacob i took jake to go see a movie that's right we got tickets for everybody you and the three kids and then the other two found something better to do, yeah. quote unquote better. Right. What was it? That Liam Neeson movie. Oh, it, That's Honest what Thief. It was. Honest Thief. Yes. Jake asked to see it because I said, well, what? But we had the whole road to ourselves. Made a big impact on you. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually not bad. I liked it. It took place in Boston. So anything that takes place up in that area makes me super happy. Uh, I think the best thing about that movie, though, was Liam Neeson accidentally slipping back into his natural accent when he's trying to sound like an American dude. And then like, you know, because he's not great at it. But so that was kind of hilarious. I mean, I guess Boston's the best place to do that, right? Irish. uh, Right. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't I don't think he's from that area originally. Maybe he's just kind of given up. 
Maybe he's just like, <laughs> I don't, I've, I I've made so many movies. People are going to pay to see him. I don't really care. Yeah. It, it turned out pretty good. I, I, I did. <laughs> the- it was no taken, but it was fine. Yeah. I guess. Remember when we went to see taken and people no. were cheering in the theater? No. At the very end. You don't remember that? No. It's one of the few times, especially outside of like one of these big franchise tent, I guess it became a franchise, but like Marvel movies or Star Wars, like I've been in there with people clapping, but the, uh, at the end where he rescues his daughter, like people actually erupted in, in, in cheers. Anyway, I do not. I'm, I'm very surprised you remember uh, that. Cause I was like, wow. I mean, I like that movie, but that was not the reaction I was expecting from, uh, from the audience here, but well, I mean, you know, I am getting old and older and my memory is just slippery, slipping, I guess. This is a slippery slope. <laughs> Well, what were we talking about? At least about? one of us has this old <laughs> steel trap going. I, God help us. I don't know. <laughs> so I, I've, I don't know how many times I've told you that you're going to have to be the one that remembers things. I know, and I just, it's failing already, so okay, I don't know what's well, we're happen, in but. trouble. So, uh, <laughs> Tegan has made a, a big fuss about, well, she's not anymore, which is worrying, but she's never really wanted to move out. Um, we might have to let her know she's going to have to be here to take care of us, so... <laughs> So we have big plans, a big plan for the podcast. Yeah, though. yeah. We decided to do like a, a deep dive on something, like, something. Yeah, right. And I think it. I mean, I was like thinking about how we hadn't recorded in a while, and how with the lack of content out there right now, what could we do that would be interesting to keep talking about? What could we do besides skip every four weeks? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I threw that idea out to you, and you came out came up with the best idea ever. Yeah. Well, I've been wanting to read these Love and Rockets books for many, many years. And right. it's just one of those things, I mean, based on what you've said while you, while you were reading them and, you know, your old English professor, Dr. Kunkka, he was huge into the, the Hernandez brothers' creative endeavors, I think. And we met them when we went to Heroes Con, all that. Um, right. And so even though we're doing a deep dive in them, we're really only taking probably half of what's out there because yeah. Love and Rockets really covers like both what Jaime and Gilbert Hernandez did plus their third brother whose name I can't remember right now. Um, probably because I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just not familiar with his work, but he used to collaborate with them also way back in the beginning. Cause they started like early eighties and, but we're just going to follow the Maggie and Hopi stories really, which are, were my favorite. And not the, so the Locas, Las, Las Locas stories and not the um, like Heartbreak Soup, um, other stuff that Gilbert Hernandez did. But I'm super excited to read these again. How many books do you think? Like six, six or seven? Six or seven? We'll yeah. find out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll take one book per episode. I think mm. like one every four weeks. Yeah. It sounds right. So you did mention the lack of content coming out, but we have in these past few, few weeks found some some new stuff to talk about, or maybe not new stuff, but some of it's new. Do you want to get into that now, or do you have anything else before we dive into the... Well, I mean, we completely missed spooky season while missing our recording like for the entire month of October. So we didn't talk about any right. of the horror stuff that we watched with Tegan, who Tegan was, was very insistent on every single night watching... Yeah, it was yeah. a lot. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think we talked a little bit about <laughs> it. How we framed like 
There was one movie we watched, which we framed as like a horror movie, and it was oh seven. And now we've watched Saw, which she's been wanting to see, and I didn't need to see. And then there's a whole you bunch did, of other. You didn't need to see it again. I know. I mean, it was fine. It was yeah. good. I mean, I remember really liking it when it came out. Um, yeah. Or when we first saw it. Which one of I, those. Yeah. I don't think we saw it in the theater, but that yeah. was your recollection. Yeah. I don't know. You know, clearly my memory is. As discussed. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> More it was on one that of those later. movies where we rewatched it. And even though I'd only seen it once, I was like, okay, I basically remember this whole movie. Yeah. And it, nothing wrong with it. I mean, it was good. Um, but I definitely, it's not one of the ones I would have chosen. To, yeah. And she already knew the ending as well. So it was weird to me that she wanted to watch it. But I guess just to have watched it because people talk about it. But Halloween night, you know, we did all this avoiding the house. But before Tegan went out, she had me do her eyeliner. No, I guess that was in the morning for school. Sorry. So for school in the morning. And I was going to leave for work. But it was really funny because she was like, I like just did like a little, like a little flick of some like black liquid liner on, her, on the corners of her eyes. And then she was like, oh, I think I'm going to wash this off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, great. I'm so glad that I spent my time doing this. Not that it takes me that long, but like, because I was like, oh, that's cute. It's perfect. Just like that. And then she ended up keeping it on. And then she ended up, I got a text later in the afternoon from her. Hey, can I get my own eyeliner? (laughs) So now every morning before school, if I'm leaving early, she has to know because she has to be in a position where I can have enough time to do her eyeliner. She's been trying to practice and everything, but I don't think she's confident enough to go to school having done it by her own hand. But I just think it's cute because she's been so opposed to like any makeup for so long. And that was like, I was just really excited about it because I love that stuff. Yeah. And You've been she's... excited um, for her to turn into a girl. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? You yeah. know, yeah. You, you wanted a daughter to like share all these things with. And like she's... shopping and like picking out like, I don't know, having clothes. like. Yeah. Yeah. Clothes is a big thing. <laughs> like she loves clothes, but she likes her own clothes that I'm just like, I don't get it. You yeah. know, but. I mean, we're there a little bit. We're there a little bit. <laughs> she is only thirteen. I mean, it's not, you know. Yeah. Still got, still got a ways to I'm go. I'm just saying, I, I finally have like a little breadcrumb. Yeah. Yeah. And as discussed, we're not going to let her move out. So. <laughs> but did you want to talk more about the Halloween movies that we watched with her? No, there's, I mean, I don't. I think the only one on there that like I would really want to talk about it all. Is, is the dead don't die because it was fun watching that with you having not seen it before. Yeah, I I thought it was good. I I'm surprised that you guys all thought it was as good as you thought it was. I, I just guess. thought it was so funny. Maybe after when you compare it to something like Shaun of the Dead, well, and it's yes. just not doesn't hold that same. Oh, I was gonna say uh, Bill Murray was really good. Another movie we watched but didn't talk about is On the Rocks, oh. and Bill Murray was yeah. also really good in that. But, yeah, that movie was great. It uh, makes me want to go back and watch a bunch of other Sofia Coppola films. So Right. I think I've watched maybe none of them. Really? Yeah. I don't know. When they were going through their list, uh, when I was listening to the, the Big Picture podcast. Lost in Translation, but you probably don't oh, remember yeah, yeah. any of it, right? That was a long time ago. So, yeah. I mostly do not remember that. <laughs> but uh, I wrote a terrible paper on her as a director for an independent study for a film class. It was not a good paper. Uh, I think I got to be. Probably got to. It was bad. Be for bad. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the Exorcist was another old, uh, you know, another classic movie that we watched with the kids. 
It was very fun to share. I thought Tegan would be more into it, but she was exhausted and fell asleep. Oh, watching Courtney watch that was the best part of that movie. Yeah. He was terrified. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But other than that, yeah. I mean, we just watched a ton. I don't know. I guess moving on, right? Yeah, we can definitely move on to one of the few new things that has come out, The Mandalorian Mm -hmm. Season 2 on Disney+, Plus, which is very exciting. Um, It was extremely exciting when I thought we'd be able to spend all weekend watching it last weekend. That is not the way that The Mandalorian (laughs) is released, right? Right. Used to all the other services, not all the other, but, you know, Netflix or uh, some other places just kind of dump all the episodes. And there was only one. Yeah. I was like, actually, I think it's wait. only Netflix actually that dumps them all. Uh, no, I mean, Amazon does that with some things like Jack Ryan and I thought, oh, yeah, their, that's right. For some, some reason, I was thinking original was, content, yeah. I think. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, came out one week at a time for season one, too. But I just didn't just remember forgot. it that way. I think it's better because while I really enjoy that show, that's not the kind of thing that I can just like leave on and keep watching because the way like reality TV is or something where I can like get up and leave and do something else and just have it running and like be okay with it. It's like the clone wars TV show that I'm trying to watch for Tegan. And we watched two episodes and she was like, I don't really want to watch anymore because she can't concentrate for that long. (laughs) Right. On a, on what's going on and she doesn't want to miss stuff. So we have to kind of parse it out, but I don't know, two episodes so far in season two and I'm really enjoying it. I, I am just, too. I love the lone wolf and cub Western motif of the show. And it, I mean, it seems like they're leaning more into that. This yeah. Season. Yeah. He's definitely more protective has more. It seems like of an emotional attachment with the child. The child's got more of a role, I think, than it did. I think, uh, you know, I don't know how they wouldn't have anticipated how popular that character would be, especially as just like a merchandise property. But yeah, well, know. I think they, I think, I think they had um, just conservative. I think they thought it was going to be successful, but they were trying to be conservative about their expectations because they definitely did a, a lot of work to keep it under wraps before mm-hmm. the season came out. I really liked the first episode where he rolled into that, you know, town in the middle of nowhere with Timothy Oliphant as the marshal. And we're just really enjoying that. And the only other new TV show I think that we well, we did watch. I'm going to get on a little... No tangent, but we did watch the first episode of The Queen's Gambit, which was good. Yes. Oh, I'm really excited for that. I forgot because we watched that last night a little bit later. Yeah, we can talk about that some other day, I guess. But I was just going to say, the only other TV show we've watched that's new, which is not true, was um, How To with John Wilson on HBO, (laughs) which is really, uh, I don't know. It's It's delightful. Yeah. Six-part docuseries. Like, each episode is about a certain thing where he lays out perfunctory advice about a subject but kind of places it against the backdrop of these documentary style things that he's taken uh, around new york city mm-hmm. like the what's on the screen kind of reflects what he's talking about but in a weird twisted kind of funhouse mirror way yeah. that's really just funny i mean he's got so far only three episodes out of the six have aired and there's like how to make small talk and improve your memory and put up scaffolding i, I would definitely recommend it to not everybody, probably. I don't know. But. I mean, it's hilarious. I mean, I guess there are some people who just wouldn't get it, but I don't. I don't know how you could watch that and not think that it was so hilarious and like just what everybody needs right now, right? Yeah, so. it was. Um, it's just up our alley, I think. 
Uh, the, the humor in it is just mm-hmm. for everybody is, is all I'm saying, I think. It's not like a, you know, high concept, hard to understand right. thing. But <laughs> I don't think everybody would think it was funny. It was as funny as we did. Yeah, it was rolling laughing. I don't know. The only other thing TV-wise we just watched this morning, uh, Netflix. Holiday? Netflix original? Yes. Like it's brand new this year? Yeah. Yeah, Holiday. Uh, I don't even know who's in it besides Emma Roberts and Kristen Chenoweth, but yeah, um, some other people who are like vaguely recognizable. Yeah, I don't know who the guy was. Yeah, me either. I don't know. I think he's like a well researched. I think he's a rom com kind of guy. Well, I mean, I just threw it on because I saw that it was out, and I love holiday rom coms. So last year at this time, I actually signed up for the Hallmark Channel movies just so I could watch. Uh, romantic Christmas movies. They're not quite as funny as like some of them are funnier, but most of them they're, so I'm not going to re-sign up this year, but there are still so many out there and I love rom-coms and anytime I put one on and then you start to watch it, you're like, yeah, this one's good. They're all good. They're all good. Yeah. I don't know about all that. (laughs) Well, all (laughs) the ones that I watch are really good. (laughs) (laughs) You just know how to pick them. I do. So Uh, I did. Just remember also, we finished Umbrella Academy season two finally. It took us forever. Yes, it, it did. Good. It took a long time. And it I guess was very it. good. Yeah, I guess. I'm surprised it took us so long because Tegan was all about it and then she wasn't. Like, she still likes Umbrella Academy, but she just wasn't interested in putting it on. It was yeah, always like I think other things. The scary took, movie thing. Took, was, yeah, yeah, precedence for the month of October. Uh, we didn't even say this when we started the episode, but the main focus of this episode is sex criminals that um, just, just wrapped up. Uh, before we get into that, I think we were going to talk a little bit about the maids book that we got from Fantagraphics. Mm-hmm. Uh, just came out in October. The book is by Katie Skelly, and it was a biographical graphic novel, I guess, about Christine and Leia Papin. The uh, was it Leia? I would have pronounced it Leia. Leia. I don't know. When I was reading it in the. Um, articles and stuff uh, there was a little accent over the e hmm. still leah i don't know depends it's on French. which direction the Come accent on, went it up. <laughs> was it an accent grave or an accent aigu huh don't, don't talk to me anymore <laughs> <laughs> it was that it was a line it was <laughs> a little like line. an apostrophe over the e <laughs> yeah, okay face. anyway it was good it was it was a very easy read. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was weird. It was a little strange. It was very bare, uh, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of I think it concentrated on the relationship between the sisters, a glimpse into the the bond that resulted in them being where they ended up. It's not like a lot of information on these actual murders that took place in 1933, right, in France. But yeah, I mean in the in the back of the book, it told you a little bit about what happened to the to the women the murderers afterwards. But, you know, I mean, it's just an interesting story about like, it's a class story and women and oppression and things like that, that I thought, you know, for something that had so little as far as like dialogue and, and everything, it, there was just like a lot packed in there yeah. to, to sort of glean from. Yeah. And there was a, there was it. a good article on NPR about it. It was good. I mean, they talked in the article about, how few and far between these kinds of cases are and kind of referred to the Peter Jackson mm-hmm. heavenly creatures from 94 
and there was another movie I think that year about this these murders that was called Sister My Sister, which I remember that title, but I don't think I ever saw that movie. It's funny that you don't didn't realize that NPR reviews comic books because Glenn Weldon introduces himself as I review books and comic books for the NPR website. Yeah. <laughs> and you listen he to that He could do it podcast. on his own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, nothing like, yeah, it's really getting windy out there. Huh? Yeah. Hurricane Zeta? I don't know. I don't, I thought that the Greek our, alphabet. I thought that they, already went through. Yeah, maybe. I don't even know. What do they do after we go through the Greek alphabet? Tough to say. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure I'll overhear somebody talking about it. William. Anyway, should we talk about Sex Criminals? Because yes. I don't know. It's only 31 issues. 32 if you count the additional sexual Gary story. that Which I didn't read. But. You know, yeah, it came out between the penultimate and the... The last issue. It was a really, uh, I think, important title for us because it's it came out as we were getting into comics, and it was really, I think, integral to our comic book experience and right how, how we kind of look at comic books and what stories we think can be told in that medium. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of people have these creative stories that have been told and will be told and are being told whatever but this was completely new to us i think right and i really liked it it really um impacted me because of like the the anxiety and issues that um you know one of the main characters john experiences and um through like that really grabbed me in the beginning as a reader and it just i don't know ultimately where do you think how do you feel about how it ended well, well, before we get into that, I think the, I mean, the book is written by Matt Fraction. And yes. Drama, oh, that's right. <laughs> I guess I just assumed that everybody and, knew. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, they should, mm-hmm. honestly. Well, if they've been listening to this podcast, they would know. <laughs> yeah. But. It's not the first time we've talked about it, but probably only the second. Right? Yeah. Because we don't revisit a lot of things, but this was seven years. I mean, it's one of the, it's an image comic, obviously. Mm-hmm. So creator owned, and they really took their time to tell the story that they wanted to tell. And what you were saying about uh, what drew you in and the way the book talked about mental health and just sexuality and uh, our lives as sexual beings and inclusivity and all that is just very stark in contrast to, I think, not only a lot of comic books, but just life in general. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was one of those things that, I mean, I I put together like a list of like the four things that I think about immediately when sex criminals comes up like the first thing was john and susie mm-hmm. like their relationship and those characters and then the second thing was how they talk about the stuff that we already you know mm-hmm. mental health that kind of stuff and then the art is amazing and, amazing mm-hmm. uh, and the art itself is super funny like the book is funny but the art really adds to that humor and mm-hmm. i think the way that chip draws those like even just expressions and all the little subtleties of gesture and, and like all little that kind hidden of gems of yeah of fun funny finds yeah the the premise of the book as it started as like um, you can freeze time like certain people can freeze time as they reach climax it's it's one of the last things I think about when the book comes up which is funny right yeah like it, that's it, fourth on the list mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because it's it's obviously very important to. Uh, the story that they're telling, but it becomes less so 
in a but still stays in the center. You know right. what I'm saying? I yeah, don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. not about that. Right. Obviously. I feel I feel the same way. Like I don't think of it as like firstly a book about um time stopping right. sex stuff. Like I think of it as like a, a a story that has characters with like layers of humanity. And I think that when we talk about the ending of of the story like like you did I, I think there's I feel like it almost has two endings, right? Like issue 30 seemed like it could have been the end of the book. Right. It was very uh, satisfying as far as culminating all the details of what the quiet kind of was, which took like a weird turn, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess that might be uh, to be expected, but, but it kind of wrapped it all up and put a nice bow on it. Right. And then they jump forward, you know, I said 31 issues, but of course the last issue is number 69. Yeah. And it jumps forward three years and three months, I think is what it said. And it's a completely different uh, situation. And like, I I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how you feel, but I read issue 30 and I was like, that was pretty good. And then I read issue 31 and I was like, I'm going to not cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because Aww. it was really good. It I think was, th- three years and three months would be 39 months, right? That's why. And that's why. 30 plus 39. Okay. So. <laughs> I was like, wait, did my math go wrong? Or was I just like putting that in there to, but yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. Okay. But I, I didn't feel like I was going to cry at the end, but. It, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I don't think it was specifically anything that was written on the page maybe, although it was really effectively done. Like it was just, yeah. the last issue is definitely a change of pace from what was going on in the first 30 issues. Right. And kind of that jump forward in time, the characters are in different places in their lives. It doesn't really end up the way that, you know, you would expect for a traditional story as far as like, uh, the main characters being together at the end of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, not to spoil anything, but nobody's listening anyway. So (laughs) the, the, I mean, and if they are listening, have they read this? I don't know. <laughs> or will they? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but they should. It's just a very real life uh, outcome for a relationship, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like I think back to watching The Wonder Years when we were kids and the last episode aired and my mom was like super pissed that Kevin and Winnie didn't end up together. <laughs> I, was, I was like, and I wasn't happy about it either, you know? I didn't really watch The Wonder Years. Uh, it's probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> But what did you think about the way it ended? I don't know. I think um, the book, while like really funny and interesting, um, it like some of it lost its magic for me in the middle there. I have that written down. Um, I was curious if that was the same for you as it was for me. Yeah. And it just, it, it was still good. It just lost some of that spark that really um, brought me in in the beginning. Yeah, I definitely um, agree. And momentum, it just seemed like it was kind of rudderless for a little while there. Yeah, I think maybe I, they were wanting to continue but didn't necessarily have like a an end game in mind even for like a, uh, a like short-term goal. Um, and I'm not sure what the reasons are for that. Um, you know, I mean, I think Matt Fraction was very busy Zdarsky got very busy as well. So who knows if maybe they just kind of got caught up working on other projects or maybe, uh, who knows? I'm just speculating here. Um, The ending, 
there was a lot that was satisfying about it. And then there was, there was that like, that sadness where it's, you want to have that like really happy ending, but it wasn't unhappy. Um, I do think it was a good ending point though. It was a good stopping point. Um, I do like the jump into the future. Neither of the characters are super happy. It, it kind of reminds me of like a um, Kazuo Ishiguro book where like, it's kind of just like, oh. Life goes on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some sometimes you're really happy and sometimes you're not. And that's real life. You no. know, like they're they're both fine. You know, John and Susie are both fine. Right. But they're not like in the best place ever in their lives. But they're also like young people and they've got a whole life ahead of them. So, you know, I I mean, I did just, I just read it today. Maybe I'd need more time to process it. And it's still like a, a story that I'll like love and cherish and we'll probably revisit again someday. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, back when it first started, we went to Heroes Con and went to their table and got our books signed and yeah it's framed over there on the wall right now the comic books we have framed on the wall which is only a function of us just not ordering frames for the other ones but it's our most it's one of our most important right right and uh we learned at the panel we went to that uh matt fraction's wife and i had the same wallet at that time (laughs) yeah that was definitely the thing that i remembered most. i remember it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, he was like hey my my wife has that wallet it was like under the chair or the panel and i was like you think that he thought you stole her wallet he, she wasn't there <laughs> <laughs> wait was she yes she was yes she was there <laughs> that's all right he just thought he stole her wallet. Uh, but uh yeah i don't know i mean the only other thing that uh i would say about the series that i really thought was was funny and enjoyed was the not safe for work variant covers which is the kind that we had ordered through the comic book store always yeah came in that pink sleeve and um they were all just i mean they weren't all great like some of them were just okay some of them were pretty funny but kind of just whatever and then some of them were amazing like the last one that the last issue that came out with jamie mcelvey i was really looking forward to and it was good uh, I wouldn't say it was my favorite. I tried to find all those covers kind of consolidated uh, online somewhere where I could just be like, oh, yeah, I remember that and yeah. pick which one was my favorite. But um, I guess nobody's done that yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just figure like you can usually find anything on the Internet that you think of Googling because somebody else has already thought about it and, and put it there. Yeah. But um, not the case. I guess anyway, not. <laughs> I don't know. You had an it original was, thought. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that came out that really is, badly sure. and that is not what i meant I i'm just, sure it's not <laughs> just, i thought you were getting to do where you, uh, do you so. have anything else on sex criminals no jerk <laughs> <laughs> that's uh i think we'll probably wrap it up there then and we'll hopefully be back next week yes on time yes even if we have nothing new we'll just to shoot the shit about. that's right yeah <laughs> okay uh, it was fun it was smart we liked it